Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way. Hey, 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 welcome back. Welcome back for another episode of NACA's American Dream Program, where you're always here. We're helping you to find homes. We do things that are relentless that nobody else is doing. It's out there helping you get that home with a no, no, no closing costs, no PMI, and I myself had a 480 credit score. So if I get on a home through NACA, you definitely can. So please, please. Go out there and get that home. We have an awesome, awesome return. She's just family. She's not even a guest. She always is here. She always has a handful of information. Tammy Johnson, director of the hand department, give her a hand. She is back again to share some more hand information. So go ahead and get those questions, 833-771-0500. But I cannot forget my girl, the mistress of ceremony, Miss Control herself, and Jeanette Dow's Thibodeau out there in Texas. What's going on? How was your weekend? Hey, 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 everybody out there in the land of NACA, all the Nacalodians out there. Damien, Tammy, it is a beautiful day out here in Texas. It is a beautiful day to be riding around in your desired neighborhoods of choices, looking for that NACA home at a 30-year at a fixed rate of 3% and a 15-year uh, interest rate at a 2.375, you can't beat that with a stick. It is a beautiful day to go out there and realize that you have the right to look for your dream home, realized and made possible all by the works of NACA. So today is a good day and it's even a more special day because as I have several friends out there riding around looking for homes as they did in other parts of the country that had beautiful <laughs> weather over the, over the weekend, um, they're asking questions about, hey, why is the housing prices so high? Why am I having to bid on houses? And with, with 30 other people, I had someone to, to tell me that they received a text. And in that text, they had one property and they found out that the property is in a beautiful neighborhood. And they literally, by the time they got there and they got there early, they had an open house at 10 a.m. By the time they got to the open house, at, they got there at 9.30. At 9.30, there was a line around the block of people just waiting to bid picnic, on this picnic, one picnic. house, literally one house. So they could text me like, Angie Annette, what's happening? What's going on? So I am so happy today that we have someone in the hand department that can shed some light on, on what type of house is going to get us the biggest bang for our buck in this market. And why? Because I get this question all the time. Why, why should we choose a rehab property or a property that requires some work over a brand new property? And does that better your chances? So all of these questions and more are going to be asked by none other than, and yes, we finally got her back, everybody, Miss Tammy Johnson in the Home and Neighborhood Department. We got her. Tammy, welcome. Good morning, everyone. You got the Texas ladies in the house today. That's right. <laughs> Beautiful down here in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you for having me back. I look forward to today's conversation. And I am very excited about to basically talking about available inventory 
all over the country. Uh, HAND is in a special place to see every pre-existing property that is purchased through the NAC organization and some new construction. We see what's available. We see what people are buying. We see what kind of conditions they're getting into. And I'm hoping I can drop some little tips and some wisdom to help your buying experience and prepare you for what's to come and even possibly get you uh, in a position to walk away from something that's too good to be true. And we'll talk about some of that a little bit more as well. But very excited to be here today. That's awesome, Tammy. And again, we know you are national director for the hand department, millions and millions of things to do. Not only are you working to make sure that the rehab work and any type of repairs and wish list items are completed on the properties of our NACA members, but people don't know this. You also actually deal with vendors, our contractors, inspectors, all of this. And I, just before we get started, kind of tell us what is the hand department what all the all of the different components that go into it because we already got some questions coming and I want the questions to come directly for your department. Awesome. So HAND is the Home and Neighborhood Development Department. NACA in its early inception, we were looking at making mortgages affordable when we were focused on a PITI payment that a member could um, prove they could afford over a payment shock in rental history. What we learned early on is that buying a home is more than being able to afford a payment. You got to be able to afford to maintain and keep that house. You don't have a landlord to call anymore. Um, It's all on you. And I think there's a misconception out there about what NACA does. NACA's mission and role is to provide an affordable mortgage. And our counselors and our hand department are sort of working side by side after a member gets qualified and identifies a property to uh, make sure that that property still is within their affordable PITI mortgage payment. But on top of that, based on the property condition, is this something the member can handle once they actually become the homeowner? And the misconception is that NACA is here to protect you from all the possibilities that can happen to a property. And that's just not the case. We we offer an affordable mortgage product and we offer counseling and coaching at no additional price. We're here to make sure that you understand what you're getting into. But once you buy that home, that's your home. NACA nor the lender are responsible for it and anything that's unforeseen, unidentified, undetected, that's all on you. So we wanna make sure that you are educated in this process and that you know fully what you're getting into and understand that when you sign on that dotted line and get your keys, it is indeed your home. You can't take this one back to the lot. We're not taking it back because we never owned it. We're just a facilitator of the loan and HAND is here to facilitate identifying property conditions. Um, you have to work with the HAND department as a buying home buyer to get a property inspector. So we work with property inspectors, maybe get second opinions from licensed contractors, electricians, plumbers, Everything that you could potentially need, HAND is working with you on those vendors to identify property conditions so that we can identify defects, code, safety, health-related, system, mechanical, structural, what's going on with the house. And then we'll estimate what those repairs would cost, identify what's required, what's recommended, and then from there, determine how that fits within your affordability. So HAND is working with you from... The time you identify a property, all the time, all the way to when you close. And if you add a rehab escrow, we're going to be with you 
once you close all the way until you complete those repairs. And there's so much more that goes into that piece as well. We'll get into that a little bit. I don't want to. Perfect. Perfect. So Tammy, the reason that, so just reiterating this, the reason that you're saying, okay, we got to do a home inspection. You may need, now need to have a roof inspection. You may need to do HVAC. You may need to do uh, plumbing. You may need to do all these other things. So if, and when you close, and now your hot water heat is broken, that's not our responsibility because it could have happened. It could have been working when you close, but now not working after you close. And that's not something we do. You might want to get a, a home warranty or you can file it on your insurance, depending on what it is. But that's not something we cover. Once you get the house and close, as you say, I just want to keep reiterating and make sure everybody, it's your house. That problem is now yours. That's your not baby. Now. That's right. And home buyer warranties are great, but they don't cover pre-existing conditions. So what was the condition? That's the importance of a property inspection. Homeowners insurance will cancel if you should have replaced the roof and you let that go. So we're going to look at the condition of the roof. Most of you are not aware that your your home uh, your homeowners insurance provider actually doesn't go out and inspect the property until after you own the home. So we're looking at the condition of your roof and certain things that would impact you to have your insurance canceled. And if your insurance provider cancels you, pretty much any other insurance provider is not going to pick you up. So there's a lot of proactive measures that we are working to coach and advise and work with you on. So we're trying to give you the best information as we go, but at the same time, You've got to be engaged, working and understanding how this is going to impact you financially long term and work with us to make sure that this is something that you can actually afford. And that long line of people standing in front of one house to buy on a Saturday, people are going to make really unwise decisions out of fear that this is the only house in these long lines. You ever go to a Black Friday where, you know, they're getting ready to open the doors for a $50 Everybody yeah. goes crazy. <laughs> you know, know, that's really what's going on right now, too. So Ham is going to work with you to kind of take a step back and say, let's look at this realistically. And it may be the only one out there right now, but it won't be the only one out there forever. Let's let's make sure this is the right choice for you. But hand also opens your opportunities of what you can get instead of just saying I can choose new construction. I may be able to go get a smaller house that need a little work. And as long as it's within my budget, I can make it. I can bling it out. I can, you know, you're looking like, wait a minute, you got this little house and you got all this stuff, stone, granite. All, I mean, so it seems like what you're saying is hand gives you an opportunity to widen your options. Absolutely. You know, uh, I would say we, they just did a study on the age of homes in the country and the median age of a house in the United States is approximately 37 years old. However, when you look up in the Northeast, that jumps to about 57 to 58. When you look at the type of homes that are built, um, were built pre-1960 to last 100 years in many cases, depending on how they were made. But it also defines how long or how well that home was taken care of. So we're seeing a lot of property inventory that is coming in kind of a hot mess. Members are pretty disappointed because they can't find something move in ready. And we're like, take a minute. We can do a rehab on this. Are you prepared to work with contractors? Can you manage this and do your job? 
Um, I wouldn't want to use the word bling it out because we're also trying to make sure that you manage your money wisely. We don't want you to roll something into a 30-year mortgage that you can do over time. And if you have the assets, we're not going to let you inflate your loan amount because you have this ability. So it has to be within reason. But absolutely, we have um, a single mom that we're working right now with four boys and uh, all they can find is a two-bedroom house. So we got them in contact with a local architect that worked with another member. This is all out-of-pocket expense. And we told her, hey, if you want to look at this two-bedroom home for your basically six-household family and determine if they can add a room addition and make the additional rooms and bathrooms that you need, you know, we're here to support that. It's got to be within their affordability and, you know, preliminary plans, but there's some out-of-pocket expense to that. And if you can't qualify or the deal doesn't go through for some reason, it could be some money you're out of uh, money that you're out of pocket of. But we're doing all kinds of great things around the country. We're renovating some homes that should just be bulldozed down <laughs> and we're revitalizing communities. And that's so exciting to us, but it's got to be something you're ready for. And we got some home buyer webinars that you can attend their hand property qualification and hand rehab. You definitely have to attend those and kind of be engaged. It's a live webinar. You can ask as many questions as you want and we stay there until we're done. Um, but absolutely, we are renovating. We got over $21 million in renovations around the country. It's springtime, the snow is melting and all the contractors are calling ready to get to work. So it's a busy time in hand right now. We got a lot going on. This is wow. when it happens. This is when it happens. And at 833-771-0500, that's 833-771-0500. Keep the calls coming in because we got questions. We got questions throwing the hearts up on Facebook. So I, Tammy, if that's okay, I want to dive right into these Let's questions go. because they are asking some really good ones. So I'm going to start off with a couple of the phone calls and then we'll go right into our Facebook live feed to get those questions as well. Can I select my own contractor or does my counselor decide my contractor for my rehab? I love that question. Number one, counselors have nothing to do with hand. So when it comes to home and neighborhood development, you're going to be assigned an HRC. These are like the processors of the hand department. They're the first person you usually talk to. They're there to help you process and prep that file to get ready for a rehab specialist. A rehab specialist or an RS is the person that you work with and they are the basically the underwriters and repair rehab specialists of the hand department. So um, anything related to property condition is going to go through hand, a counselor. They're actually not authorized to handle that side of the transaction because they need to be focused on counseling and payment affordability. We mm -hmm. focus on property condition and rehab. If you want to hire a contractor, we want you to hire a contractor of your choice. We have a courtesy list. It's a vendor list that we have of registered contractors around the country. We can't guarantee availability because they are all super busy. Um, we can't even guarantee quality of work, professionalism. These are referred by members and real estate agents in your community. Um, we try to kick anyone off we get complaints about, but we want you to go out and research and find new contractors to bring to the program but they do have to register. Registration is free. They got to be licensed. They have to be insured. They have to have a valid tax identification. Um, if they're going to do renovation projects with us, they got to have a valid bank account. And you don't want to work with a contractor that doesn't have a business bank account. That's a red flag, run the other way. So yeah. if they have those basics and they are willing to work within the payment process, we are all game. And that is covered in our rehab uh, webinar as well. We want you to find new contractors. And once they work with you, you're going to give us 
your opinion on whether or not we can recommend them onto the list. And that's how you get volunteer credit in the hand department. Bring in some contractors and inspectors. That's right. Tammy, what what point do you feel like that the webinars that you said that you mentioned, when is the best time for them to take it? After they finish the home buying workshop, after they get qualified, when would be the best time? So this gives them the best time and, and the best understanding of what to look for. You know, it's a really good question. I personally, if I was going through the program, I would want to hit every NACA webinar, but that's my personality. I want to know what I'm getting into. Um, But when I'm talking to members who are starting the program, I always advise them, you need to focus on what you can afford before you go shopping. You never go shopping without your wallet, right? So focus on what you can afford first. However, it doesn't hurt to sit in a property qualification or a rehab escrow in the beginning, if you just want to listen in and kind of what the expectations are. However, once you are qualified with before you go shopping for a house, before you get in a car and go look at a house, attend the property qualification webinar because that's going to save you time and money and potential heartache on not closing on time if you don't understand what you're going to need to do if you're buying a pre-existing property type. So at least within a day or two of property qualifying, or if you are waiting for your submission to find out if you're gonna get qualified, jump, be positive and bring that into action. Go sit through a hand webinar and hopefully by the time that's done, you'll have a qualification sitting in, who knows, but always do it within qualification, but you can do it at any time. Awesome, thank you. So we got a few questions coming in. Celia, I'm gonna go ahead on and ask yours, Robini and uh, Denisha, I'm coming to you next. Let's get Celia. Celia had a few of them, so I'm going to toggle back and forth. Celia is saying, uh, can I move into my property as is and work on the repairs later? Okay. So as is is a tricky estate world. So let's talk about what as is. NACA, all NACA transactions are purchased as is. We're talking about a rehab escrow and required repairs, or when, let me rephrase that. We're talking about required repairs. When you identify a property and execute a contract, within 48 hours, you need to schedule an inspection from a registered inspector. You should already have two or three inspectors in your back pocket, making sure that they're available when you are. If one's not, you got another one to turn to. If you're buying outside of a traditional NACA market, We might not have inspectors in that market. So you need to identify an inspector if you're in a new area where we don't have a brick and mortar office and you want to make sure that you've got one or two that you can get registered with us before you go shopping. But once that inspector inspects that home and that inspection is uploaded into your file, Hannah's going to review it within two business days and push out a required repair list. It's called a NACA repair list and it has a list of required repairs a list of recommended repairs. Required means these property repairs have to be addressed or these property defects have to be addressed in order for this property to be eligible for purchase with NACA. If you're not willing to do the repairs, you would have to find another lender because we wouldn't be able to do the loan on it. If you want to address these repairs, you have a couple of choices. You can negotiate for the seller to do the work prior to close. Sellers should be using licensed professionals and you should be negotiating in your contract uh, proof of paid in full invoices and warranties that come with that work. If the seller is unwilling to do the work and they're selling the home as is, then you have a, a couple of choices to make. One, you can opt to add these repairs to a rehab escrow 
Two, you can see if you can waive those required repairs. How can you waive required repairs? One, they cannot be on the appraisal. Lender, lender will require anything that shows up on the appraisal, and those will have to be addressed or the loan would not be approved by the lender. Two, you got to show you have the assets to take care of that above and beyond your minimum required funds. Remember what your minimum required funds are. Minimum required funds pay for inspections. They pay for earnest money. They pay for your prepaid taxes, insurance, interest, any buy down. And what all the members forget is you have to have some money in that bank. NACA doesn't want you closing without at least two months reserves. If you're buying a multifamily, it could be up to six months reserves. You can't spend any of those minimum required funds or have us consider them as assets available for repairs if you don't have that, you would have to do the work or last option, we would have to decline the property so you could find something in your price range or you could seek other financing options from there. But required repairs have to be addressed in one of those ways. Got it. And speaking of money out of pocket, Ro- Robimi, and I hope I didn't mess your name up out there in Facebook land, Robimi, hearts up, thumbs up. And I love the fact that you asked these questions. He has a couple of questions that he says. I'm submitting my paperwork this week for qualification. Congratulations on that. Very nice. He goes, but I'm looking into the rehab. His first question is, what should I expect? And his next question is, so if he do a rehab within his affordability, mortgage within his affordability, do he still need to come out of pocket? Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. (laughs) Okay, so let's say hypothetically you were qualified for a $2,000 mortgage payment that equated at the current rate uh, $200,000, right? So a $2,000 mortgage payment with today's rate gives you $200,000 based on taxes and insurance. So if you go out and you buy that property for $200,000, how much money do you have available for rehab? Nothing. Damien, if you go out and buy that home for $100,000, how much room do you have for available for rehab based on your qualification? Well, based on the appraisal, you have that the appraisal amount plus 10% above the appraisal amount, as long as all of that fits within your budget. That is loan to value. That is not qualification because there's this is where, and this was a trick question for Damien. This is where a lot of people get stepped up, right? Let's just talk about qualification. Damien, okay. you qualified for $2,000 a month and at today's rate, that'll give you a $200,000 loan amount with no buy down. You make an offer on a home for $150,000. Mm-hmm. Based on your qualification, how much room do you have for financing? $50,000 extra. $50,000 extra. Now, the house has to appraise for at least $150,000, which is your sales price. And we have to look at the value at not exceeding 110% of the initial appraisal value. So qualification-wise, you may have room for $50,000. But if you look at $150,000 times 110%, what is that? It's only $165,000. So even though you qualified for $200,000, you can't go over 165 on a loan to value, but $50,000 in repairs, Damien, might give you more than $150,000 value once those repairs are done after you close, right? So right. Handa will work with you and we'll look at the type of repairs that you want to do with your $50,000 that you qualified for. And we could go back and ask for a second appraisal based on the hand scope of work. 
we believe this home will appraise for $200,000 or more once this $50,000 worth of work is done. But as a side note, just because you spend a dollar in improvement doesn't mean you're going to get a dollar in value. And this is where most members go astray. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, HGTV yeah. is a lie. It's not real. <laughs> the Property Brothers are not going to come and help you out, and they are not going to do $200,000 of renovations for $50,000. It doesn't, doesn't work that like way. that. So yeah. when it comes to doing those improvements, HAND is going through that renovation with you, and we're identifying this gives you the best chance of value. You want to put in wood floors that are going to cost you $20,000? Hey, let's have a conversation about how a Home Depot offers free classes for installing flooring. How long would it take you to save up that money and do those floors a little bit at a time versus rolling it into your loan? Because $25,000 of flooring might give you $5,000 in value. So we're looking at you've got this qualification that will allow $50,000 of work. But based on the work you're doing, you're probably not going to get 200000 As long as we can get within a hundred, make it work. But anything that seems to be over-improving for the value, maybe you should do some of that a little over time, especially if this is your forever home. You've got time and, you know, you can do flooring in a weekend if you take a class or maybe you have a friend or someone. Don't roll that into your loan. So that is a big, long-winded answer. I know that you get those for me when I come on the show but there's so much that goes into it. And I hope that answers his question in a broader sense. Well, maybe if that answers your question, let us know you're out there on Facebook. So please let us know if you have any follow-up questions to that answer. That was a good answer, Tammy. And I learned something as well. Darnisha is asking, will hand address, and thank you, Darnisha, for the question, will hand address rehab desires if the house doesn't necessarily need the repair, for instance, if you wanted an open floor plan? So good question. Number one, wish list repairs are what we're talking about. When we are looking at a NACA repair list and we're estimating required repairs, recommended repairs, a, a member can also add desired wish list repairs. Now, it still has to fit within the qualification example I gave you, and it still has to appraise within 110%. There's one caveat. NACA doesn't allow financing to improve properties. So if the property is already improved, we would be less inclined to authorize or um, allow a rehab because, again, we are working with our lender to improve properties in need of repair, not change a color or change cabinets that were just installed less than six months ago by the investor who's selling the home. This might be something you may, may need to do over time. We are improving properties that are aged, again, going back to the age of the homes in this country. There's a lot of improvements to be done, but when it comes to um, value, your initial appraisal is going to already give us the max value on that improved property. Doing anything above and beyond that you're not going to meet the value because you're not going to get more value because you're just changing or taking out a wall. Open floor plan doesn't change the value of the home. It might move the needle a little bit, but if you took out a bedroom to do that and you went from four bedrooms to three bedrooms, guess that what you just did? You just dropped in value. Dropped it. Square footage. Are we taking out valuable value rooms, bedrooms, bathrooms, things like that? So it just depends on what you're doing and is the property already improved. 
And speaking of that, Tammy, when you're talking about wish list items and things like that, uh, one of the callers, and this is Cecily again, that called back and said, if I already closed on my property, can I come back and take care of cosmetic items through hand? Yeah, I'm sorry. Once you close, hand is closed. Your baby. We're done. Yeah, we can't do anything after you close. Those things have to be addressed prior to. So Edward brings up a good question next about the insurance, because he then asked, can I file a claim with insurance to get repairs done? What's the purpose of the home warranty? So home warranty and homeowner's insurance are two different things. Number one, a home warranty is basically a home protection plan for things like water heaters, air conditioning systems, uh, mechanical things in the house. However, they don't cover pre-existing property conditions. Read the fine print of your home warranty. You can always file a claim on your home protection plan and see as a rule, they're going to say no before they say yes in many instances. So you got to have your property inspection ready. Hey, this was not pre-existing. Here's my property inspection. You should be covering this, but read the fine print on that. Homeowner insurance is completely different. Homeowner's insurance is for things like act of God, wind, storms, fire. Um, if you have a roof that's at the end of its lifespan, number one, the and you call and try to file a claim on a leak, the lender is going to say that was a pre-existing condition unless you can prove otherwise. And if you, oh, wow. if you see that on the, and this is often why insurance is canceled after the fact, because they're going to go out and actually investigate the roof after the fact. Um, you got to show that there was some kind of storm or something that happened. If they do accept the claim, the first thing you're going to do is back out the depreciation of that roof. So if that roof was already at the end of its life, and most roofs are 15 to 20 year roofs. So if your roof is already 15 years old, you're probably not even going to get enough money to buy the nails to put in that roof. So you got to understand and talk to your homeowner's insurance provider. Your, your insurance salesperson should be telling you what is covered in your policy and what is not. How does it work? Because I don't know about you, but if you haven't priced out a roof lately, the oh, cost of expensive. materials is almost 300% from where it was five years ago. And the average price of a roof was about 12, I'm sorry, Average price of roof was $9,800. It is now $12,000 to $13,000. And depending on the type of tiles and roofing. Yeah. And the location. And the location. It is really expensive, Tammy. It, it is. And Damien, you're an agent. You know those repairs are high. So, uh, Tammy, that just brings up a good question. When we're getting that inspection done, and I'm going to tell you my biggest fear, and Damien, we did a show about this. Pipes and plumbing is like my biggest fear. HVAC, Ooh. those are big ticket items. How can we, will the homeowner homeowner's policy cover that? And the inspection only goes so, so deep. There are some things that we'll probably never see until we're in the home. How does the warranty work with that? And how does the inspection, who's liable? What happens? Protection plans are almost never going to cover plumbing, burst pipes. Um, and again, burst pipes can be covered in homeowners insurance policies, but they're also looking at pre-existing conditions. So that's why hand reviews these inspection reports in the way that we do. We're looking to see is what type of condition are we looking at? Is it a code violation? Is it a health or safety defect? Is it a structural defect? 
These are the main ticket items, uh, mechanical systems, right? Um, health and safety, mold, lead, radon. These are almost always uh, covered up or unforeseen. Right. Um, a lot of the homes that members are buying right now are investor properties. I would say that out of 10 properties, um, 55 to 60% of those properties are investor owned. We're down wow. to the only properties available in the market and they're getting bought up with cash through investors. And one of the main things that we have uh, a concern about with our members is they're buying investor renovations. Investors are also having to spend the same amount of money to do renovations that a member would, but they're trying to maximize their profits. So they're covering stuff up. And did you know that if you don't live in the home, Damien, do you have to disclose what you know about that home? They don't. Do not you have don't. to disclose this home. Wow. However, if you do a renovation on a home in most cities, you legally are supposed to disclose what you learned through that renovation process. But here's the other concern and red flag issue that a lot of our members need to be prepared for. Most of these investors in maximizing their profits, they're not using licensed professionals to do this work. So we have these renovations where they're going in and they see that the structure is failing because of the age of the home. No one's taking care of it. They put down new flooring. They got, it was uncovered. They saw it. They put that new subflooring down, put down the flooring and that's up to the buyer. I never lived in the house. If their inspector went under the house, great. But if they didn't, once they close, it's on them. Not even their lender is going to be able to protect them or NACA because it's closed. Wow. Inspectors, you, you want to hire an inspector that's ready to get dirty. They got to get under that house. They got to get in that attic. They got to look at everything. While you're looking at blinging out the house, I'm saying make sure the house is going to last your 30-year mortgage times two. That's really investor and long-term ownership. So beware of those investors and make sure that you understand what you're getting into because a lot of the homes that are available on the market right now are investors. Did they do the renovations and pull permits? That's the very first thing I'd ask my agent. Oh, yes. I need proof of permits. Yes. And I need to see um, license the licensed uh, professionals. What kind of warranties does this work come from? If they can't show you permits and they can't show you warranties, you had a non-licensed person renovate that house. And are you ready to take ownership of that and take the responsibility of it? That's, that's Unbelievable. This is in speaking of inspectors. I feel like I'm we, scaring you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. This is good. I mean, and the questions keep coming out there in Facebook land, throwing up the hearts for you guys. Throw some hearts up for Rosalind. Rosalind is saying, I'm a new inspector. I'm a new home inspector. How do I go about letting NACA know that I'm available to work should someone need an inspector? That's wonderful. Rosalind, write this down. Hand, H-A-N-D, at NACA.com. I want you to email hand at NACA.com and ask for a link to the next vendor webinar. They are for inspectors and contractors only. Um, and that's where we talk about registration. Uh, we talk about uh, hand and program guidelines. What is required of a property inspector? You have to use the NACA free home gauge software um, that member has to attend. We got to make sure that you are following the program guidelines to not only protect the member, but protect the program. Member has to be in attendance. All utilities have to be turned on. You can't omit anything from an inspection, even if it's requested by the person that hired you, the member. 
or their agent or any agent, because you not only are you working to uh, protect the member's best interest, but you're working to protect NACA's best interest so that we can continue to do this long term. So there's some program guidelines that you have to agree to. If you agree to those, I add you to my list. And guess what? We don't charge vendors to be a part of our program. We That's ask right. those vendors to pass on those savings to That's the right. clients that you get from NACA for free. But if we do have complaints, if we have any issues, you're out of here. I love it. And wow. Reba, 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 thank you. We love you, girl. Reba, say no, Tammy. You're not scaring us. You're schooling us. Yes. Thank and you, I keep Reba. telling you, we need this information. A lot of us need this information because, Tammy, I don't know if you know this, but a few shows back, we had the, some real estate brokers on here. Damien uh, blessed us and had his real estate community to come on. And these brokers talked about instead of looking for this grand, brand new house due to the market, let's look at maximizing your dollars and find some fixer uppers and let us work with the hand department and show you how to get those repairs done. And you still have home ownership. So we were actually trying to make the most of the dollars, Tammy. So that brings back the question that you asked me, what are you getting into with a rehab? A rehab's not for everyone. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, we talk a lot of our members out of rehabs because if you don't have the patience to get through closing and putting a rehab together, you'll never have the patience of doing this rehab. When you close, you are inviting strangers that you've never met before. These are licensed professionals. And, you know, I have been in the construction industry for most of my career, um, family members, contractors are professionals. And they have skills and they respect their trade. When members are impatient with contractors, these aren't servers who are bringing you fries and a burger. These are licensed professionals and they want to be treated like licensed professionals. And they have very little patience for people who have never owned a home before. And now all of a sudden they are calling all the shots thinking that I, I own you because I'm paying you to do my house. The biggest problem with doing a rehab is contractors that don't want to work with our NACA members because they don't know how to work with the contractors. So one of the things that we do in the hand department pre-close process is put you through a series of um, steps to see how you're going to work with a contractor. Now, on the flip side, contractors can be very unfriendly to um, our NACA members because they're first time home buyers. They want, they got, they got their own a level of uh, arrogance and yes, by they the way, do. they are so busy. What are you going to pay me? That would take me away from the other five people that want to pay me. Yeah. So it's a balancing game. That's why I'm talking about patience here. You want someone to work for you and provide you a, a quality service for an affordable price. But in this market, Everything's super expensive and those paying the most are going to get the best contractor's attention. We want to teach you how to work with them in a quality professional way that's going to get you what you need. And you got to understand if you're doing a major renovation, you might not be able to live in this home. So you're going to be renting and paying the mortgage at the same time. We have an option to do six months mortgage payments in your loan. But that means the minute you close, you got to start finding contractors. If you can't find contractors before you close, are you going to be able to find contractors after you close, especially if you're in a smaller rural market? So there's a lot of work to be done. And we watch how you're handling that pressure. And it is pressure. I 
in construction, I hate buying a home that needs renovation because number one, I work at NACA. That's 90% of my life. I I am here all the time to pay that mortgage payment. I have to be here to work. I got to also be at my home showing up for contractors to come in and do evaluations. Mm -hmm. How am I going to do that? So we'll talk to you about construction managers. You can't have someone that's not on the loan manage your project. So we got to know you're going to be engaged and that you have the time investment to do that. So there's a lot going on and we're trying to talk to you about everything. If you're, if you're frustrated over one conversation with us, oh, we're like, you may not need to do, you may not want to consider a rehab. And we're not doing this because we don't want to work with you because we work with everybody. We're doing this because we know what this is. Going to, we have members saying, I'm getting a divorce over this. Oh, wow. Don't That's you do that. Don't you go get a divorce <laughs> right. over this. Girl. What are you getting into when you have a rehab? You're getting into a lot of work. If you thought the pre-close process was a lot going through NACA, the rehab process is more because it's in your house that you're paying for and you've got a short timeline and you want to get through that. So there's a lot. Finding contractors that want to work with you, that you want to work with, that are licensed, that are in your budget. There's a lot going on. Go to those hand webinars. We talk about all of this. So Damien, don't you go get your cousin, your cousin that's a contractor to do those repairs. Cause, cause look, cousin Jimmy gonna skip all count. He's gonna take shortcuts because it's just Damien. He'll fix it. It has it. happened. Family. Three nails instead of six. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question with that when that comes to because some of our members may be contractors. Do you allow them to do the work on their own house if they're licensed? Yes, but the first question I ask is, why can't you do this without doing a rehab escrow? If you're a licensed contractor, do you really need a rehab escrow when you have the capacity to do this outside of your loan? Keep that loan payment as low as possible. You don't know what the future holds. So I may just, you'll come to me and say, I want to do a rehab. I'm a contractor. And I'll say, then why do you need to do a rehab? You can do all of this on your own, Mm -hmm. right? Well, say for instance, it's a multifamily. That would be something you would want to get that done. Fire repairs would have to be done. We couldn't waive them unless um, we could show that they have the assets to pay for the materials if they're a licensed contractor on their own. And then we do. Um, But outside of that, it just depends. We do let people who have um, contracting license do their own job, but it's for the price of materials. But here's the caveat to your rehab escrow agreement that you signed at closing. If you do not complete the work per the terms of the loan, you are in default of your loan, even though you make your mortgage mm-hmm. on time. If you default, NACA hand is the facilitator of the terms of that escrow agreement. If you default, we have to one, force work, or two, authorize foreclosure. If we have to force work, we have to have enough money in the rehab escrow to do the work that the lender is paying from your escrow account. So just because Damien, you are the contractor and you can do $25,000 worth of work for $10,000. I still have to count, uh, capture $25,000 in your rehab escrow because if you default, oh, I've wow. got to use that $25,000 to force work. So we don't oh, want to do that. Wow. So, yes, we'll let, and if you don't use all the money, Damien, you did a great job and we are so happy with what you've accomplished. The money that you didn't spend, we're going to apply that back to your principal to reduce what you owe. So you're not paying interest on that money anymore. But that's how it works. That's good. That was a good question too, Danny. 
I want to toggle back to JT's question. I don't want JT to think that I didn't see his question. Then I'm going to, uh, Joe Millie, just hold tight. I'm going to come back to you. Uh, JT wanted to ask about parcel uh, modular. Uh, is that approved through NACA? We don't do modular homes. I'm sorry. Um, we do um, single family, townhome, condo, uh, multifamily up to four units. When it comes to type, you can do a manufactured home uh, as long as it has the HUD tags and it was built before. Damien, do you remember? I don't remember that one. Oh my no. gosh. 19, um, I think it's 1978 because I don't remember either. <laughs> manufacturing, but it has to meet the manufacturing home watchers. But we do not do log homes. We not do log cabins, no modular homes. That's just not something, no births. We had a birth question about a week ago, um, earth homes. If it's not a traditional conventional home, we wouldn't be able to do that. It's not part of our contract with our participating lenders. So now let, let me further clarify that for everybody. Like the modular homes are the mobile homes, whereas the manufactured homes are the homes that they build somewhere else and comes kind of snap them together. Because I don't know if everybody knows that there's a slight difference between yeah modular homes and manufactured homes and they're slightly Correct. different because a mobile home actually has a tag almost similar to a car tag a license plate yeah a license plate so but your manufactured home is not that so and i and i thought maybe we did we do double wide but not single wide correct that is correct and but it must modular be modular and manufactured are not the same you're okay. uh, a mobile home is a manufactured home right mm -hmm. We take a mobile home, means it has wheels and it's pulled onto site. They take off the wheels, they take off the hitches. It's added to a permanent structure foundation skirted. Modular home is different. It's built in, and honestly, sometimes I'm like, what is the difference? It doesn't have <laughs> wheels. It's, not, it's, it's a home that's built off site and brought in and dropped. Now, I will tell you, we've had residential purchases that were former, formerly modular homes. They were modular homes that were brought in and then they were built up to be a single family residence. But in the, in the um, definition of modular, you can't call a modular manufacturer and say, I want to design this house. I have this property. We don't do that type of loan. If that modular home is already in place on its structure and captured as a conventional residential, we can do that. But when you ask me, can we do modular homes? I'm hearing that you want to design and have a house built off site, build them in. And they're actually not as popular as they used to be. A lot of people are going to manufactured, but manufactured, just side note, you can't go to a mobile home community and say, I wanna buy this mobile home. Can you um, put it on that land? That is, it's got to be actually real property at the time of purchase. So if you're doing that, you have to set it up to where whoever is selling you the manufactured home is also selling the land all one and done like new home construction. So just be aware that, that, that there's a lot more rules that go around manufactured as well. And there's a lot of questions coming in on, on that topic. I don't know. Uh, it's some good questions that maybe we are going to have to table that because there's container homes and people are asking about don't new do container homes. homes and all of these 
new yeah. homes of, of the new wave of the next century. I don't know, but th- it is a topic of conversation that we probably want to cover and have. And all those questions can be sent to hand at NACA.com. We answer those all day long. That's just like that. a at your service email address. You have a general question like that. You send it to hand at NACA.com. I've got hand specialists that are responding to those on a regular basis. Perfect. Now that's H-A-N-D at NACA.com, everybody. H-A-N-D at NACA.com. Damien? Back to another question that we were talking about with the scenario with the 150, but the house was 200. Can you give us some examples in that situation of repairs that would give a significant amount of value? So people can just have an idea if you're doing this, but not this, that's not that, that's not going to do anything. But if you were doing, say, a kitchen and it needed it, that would be more value in the house. Right. So what are the improvements that you're making to the home? The question is, is this improvement bringing additional value, right? That's what we do with our members when we're working with them one-on-one. I One of the most common uh, wish list items is a new master bath right? There are a lot of old homes out there that are very tight, very narrow. So they come in and they say, I want a new master bath or a a new master ensuite. Ensuite meaning bath, master closet, separate shower, separate bathtub, Mm -hmm. right? Those are great. And that will bring value. But again, are you knocking out a room to pick up that space? Um, The cost of renovations right now are crazy. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Everything is expensive from the wood to the stone, to the metal, to anything that you can buy. Where did it come from? If it's, if it's got to be shipped out of the country, the cost of shipping it is almost two to three times more than it used to be. So what it's going to take to get your master bath, where you can bring value. Are we expanding the floor plan? Are we expanding the footprint without taking from someone else? So we might need to bump out a room addition to make that ensuite. If we're taking up a room, I had a a young lady that is taking one bedroom and turning it into her master closet. So she's going from three bedrooms to two. Wow. She's not getting value. She's decreasing the value. But if you're not doing that, if you're bumping out or you're using the existing space, uh, are you going from a tub and shower situation just to a full shower? You might be able to get a little value there, but you just took it from tub and shower to shower. Um, Are you taking out all the old cabinets, putting in new cabinets? You're going to get a little bump in value there. Um, Your fixtures don't bring you value. So use your money wisely. I have a young lady that she's got about $5,000 short in her bathroom renovation. And basically what I told her is you buy every and tile, you find an aesthetic that you like, but don't think that you're going to get you know, all the bling things that you see on social media, because you can replace a fixture as they come on sale later, swap out the cheap one for the new one. That's not going to bring you additional value. Are you going to do a vinyl tub insert? Are you going to do tile surround? Tile surround is going to give you more value. That's where you want to put your money. Um, Someone wanted to put radiant heat in their floors. That's going to bring you a little value, but that's going to cost 
money. Maybe you don't do that now. Maybe you do that later. There's little things that we will talk you into and out of and try to, you know, don't don't roll appliances into your loan. You might as well be rolling a Mercedes into your loan by the time you pay it off in 30 years. Absolutely. So and appliance, new appliances might give you a little bump in value, but not for the price of those appliances. So we're looking at those types of things and it just depends on what you want. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. We are on our speed round, Tammy, because yeah. Damien, as always. I'm going to try we, short answers. I know, we, <laughs> but you know what? This, the last one is a good one. It's a doozy. And it came uh, from Marina. So Marina, uh, she called in. I'm going to get you. I'm going to save, save you for last. So let's take care of Joe and Millie. Speed round. Joe is asking, and thank you, Joe, if you're buying a home from the landlord and the landlord is willing to make the improvements you want, how does that impact hand? We're just going to uh, get a reinspection and document that all of the subject to uh, negotiated repairs were completed. Um, but this is where you have to do your due diligence. Did they use licensed professionals? Make sure that when you're negotiating for a landlord, it doesn't matter if it's a landlord or a seller, they're one and the same. They have an invested interest to make the best, highest profit they can. You have an invested interest in getting what you want for the best price, but all of it has to revolve around quality of work because if they don't use licensed professionals, you're going to be left holding the bag and what they did may not matter when the whole house floods out because they used the wrong plumbing fixtures or they didn't use a licensed electrician and now that burnt down. This really happens. So negotiate exactly what you expect from your landlord or seller. Repair the leak under the master bathroom sink using a licensed professional prior to close. All cellar repairs should be completed and ready for reinspection by the initial inspector within 15 days of the closing date. We need that 15 day window or you're not going to close on time and you need to negotiate extra time. If you negotiated repairs and added a rehab to your transaction, you need to make sure all seller repairs are done within 21 days of the closing date, or we have enough time to close about 15 to 21 days, especially if you need a second appraisal. So there's a lot going on. And in our hand webinars, we talk about the timeline and we walk through how to negotiate the best terms. It's more than we could cover in the radio show. But when you negotiate with the seller, always negotiate for licensed professionals, always negotiate to have proper permits pulled and always negotiate to have the paid in full invoices and the warranties that come with that work. If none of that applies, you might as well have my grandma come over and wire your house. She knows nothing about electricity. <laughs> she may do a good job. You never know. Okay. I'm going to try to work some magic here because Millie's question and Marina's question are almost intertwined. Millie is asking, I'm going to ask them separate, Tammy, but I think I, we can wrap it up in one. Millie's question is, is there a cap on the hand renovations? Can I make a two-bedroom, and I think you may have covered some of this, can I make a two-bedroom into a five-bedroom if it falls within my qualification? That's Millie's question. Marina's question is, what if I get a rambler or a ranch home and use the additional acreage and add rooms without compromising other square footage? So, because I'm trying to figure out how Millie is going to take the a same bedroom and make it into a five without compromising something. But Marina is saying, if I got a ranch home, it's one level. Let me knock out a wall and just take advantage of, of yard space. The okay. caps on a rehab 
are your max qualification not exceeding 110% of loan to value or acquisition limits? Acquisition is the max acquisition for where you're buying. Right. The sales price plus the finance of the rehab plus uh, contributions can't exceed max acquisition. So those are the limits. You can do those types of renovations, both both uh, young ladies, yes and yes. However, does your household supply, uh, support it? If you are the only one living in the household and you're asking me for a five-bedroom house, I'm going to have to decline it because we only do renovations to support the current household size. That's a sign of possible investment flipping or Airbnb. We can't engage in that. We got a contract with our lender and we need to honor it. So we don't do improvements that don't support your household size. But if your household size supports adding a room addition up or down or out, we're here as long as it fits within your max qualification, doesn't exceed 110% of the loan to value, the appraised value, and doesn't exceed max acquisition limits for your market. I.e., that means when you have your initial consultation, you don't go in there and say it's two people in the house when it's six. You make sure you give all of the give information. all the information. That's why you did. Yeah, Damien, don't pretty it up. Don't pretty it up, uh, Marina. So if you are a six be- six family home, go ahead on and say it. If you're wishful thinking and got a got a bun in the oven, go ahead on and say it because this is the time where more is better. It's better to just tell it, tell it like it and is. You can't add it later. If you add something later, it comes across it's misconstrued as fraud and it gets you kicked out of the program. So be completely honest what and that? document. We're going to have you document. It's trust but verify it, NACA. So make sure that what you tell us you have. You have, that's what hand works off. Everything that is in that file from qualification, those are the parameters that hand works within. All right, wow. let's try to, try to get these last two in. And, and if oh, you have ahead. the assets to do the renovation, we also may decline to do the renovation. So we have members that have, you know, a good amount of money in their savings and we're very proud of them. We're not here to run the loan up if we can avoid it. So if we show that you have the assets to do these types of improvements on your own outside of the loan, it is up to hand discretion to say no, but we will talk to you and we'll, we'll work it through on a one-on-one. What, what's the best decision? Just be, be advised that could be also another issue that you come across. What if the house is in Tara, this is for you. What if the house is going through foreclosure and needs rehabbing? Is that possible? Sure. If it's within your qualification, doesn't exceed 110% of the appraised value, and it's within the max acquisitions for that market. And Robimi, I just love you. You have kept us going with your (laughs) questions. These were all good. I'm going to end with your question. He said, thank you for the information. Can I request a certain inspect, certain inspections, like if they are not going under the house, can I request for them to check under the house? So, if, so that's if why we thorough. Can they can I request it? So absolutely. That inspector works for you. When you when I said earlier, identify two or three inspectors before you go house shopping. That's what you want to ask. How long have you been in business? What do you charge? Do you do extra services like test and inspect septic systems, pools, spas, water tests, mold tests, radon tests? What other inspections do you do? Because the broader they are, if they're licensed to do all of those, the more bang for your buck. You're not trying to look for multiple people. Number two, they got to be willing to get dirty. They got to get under the house. They got to get on the roof. Someone who takes a look at the roof from the street, we're going to ask for a roof evaluation. So absolutely make sure that's something they're willing to do. If they're not willing to do that, 
go look for someone else that is. There's plenty of them out there. Awesome. That's a wrap. We Here did we go. it. We did it. <laughs> the old clock on the wall says it's time for us to go. But ladies and gentlemen, let's give Tammy Johnson Thank in the hand department some hearts. Throw them up for her because she <laughs> did her doggone thing today. Thank Tammy, you. Tammy, as always, we couldn't have done it without you. Always. Just want to remind everybody, go to the website, live webinars. That's where you'll find the hand webinars. We have them on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at three o'clock Central Standard Time every week. We'll be there waiting for you on Tuesday because I have a feeling after every show, <laughs> it's gonna we get spike a follow. up. And we'll see you then. Thank you, everyone. www.naca.com to, to find out all the information. And you can always reach us on our social media channels, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Think it through. There it is. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com.